With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? Welcome to another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Brennan here, and tonight we have not a great game to talk about tonight. Rockets fall to the Hornets, 123-99, but this is game number three out of six that are each part of back-to-backs, a really rough part of the Rockets schedule, the ninth game in nine cities for the Rockets. That streak comes to a close tonight as the Rockets return home tomorrow night to face the Lakers. And I guess with the sense of this game, it it did feel like the Rockets were kind of playing the long game with this one. They were looking to maybe prepare for the Lakers game a little bit. And I think that showed with their lineups as well. But also the team was um, affected by the health and safety protocols that were put in place uh, you know, in the past couple of days and with the team subject to daily testing, it turned out that four Rockets tested positive, Sunday being DJ Augustine and Garrison Matthews, and tonight being uh, Jay Sean Tate and KJ Martin. Just about an hour or so before tip-off is when we learned of that news. And that really threw the Rockets off tonight, I think. I think I think we saw how important Jay Sean Tate is to the team and how they operate, not just on defense, but on offense as well. Jay Shante really helps set up a bunch of guys. And I think he's like the glue of the team. And I think without him, the team was kind of lost tonight. There wasn't really a primary point guard either. So there's not there's not a whole lot of uh, leading direction when Jay Shante is, isn't in the game. And then... In the second unit, it's arguable that DJ Augustine is that guy, and then no DJ Augustine tonight either. So guys had to step up, and guys simply just didn't step up enough. You know, Armani Brooks, the guy that you usually count on to be your uh, three-point dynamo, he went three of fourteen tonight from the field. Not his best night, uh, but I mean, we we had some just wild, silly miss uh tonight i think that the team was just out of sorts and just didn't really figure out 
how to play together. They were learning on the fly. There was a sense in that second quarter that maybe they were figuring something out with that whole rookie lineup, the five rookies that played late in that first quarter, early in that second quarter. And I think that was that was probably the most fun part of the game to me, to be honest. It's, it's really nice to see that young blood come out. And uh, if there's anything positive to take away from tonight's game, Traveling Queen dropped a team high of 17 points, 6 of 13 shooting for the rookie there. And I mean, he. this is what happens with the COVID protocols is guys are called upon, they step up, and they're being given an opportunity. And, and Traveling Queen took advantage of his opportunity tonight, 29 minutes for him with 17 points, 7 rebounds. And I think with I think with Trevlin Queen, it's it's obviously going to be very difficult for the Rockets to have any new players crack this rotation, but it's at least a competition at this point. And the Rockets, when they made those moves, I remember a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about that, I think it was maybe after the, the Pistons episode, I was off all last week, um, but when I was talking after the Pistons game, I said the reason why they made these these moves with House and Matthews and Trevlin Queen was to protect Trevlin Queen from being taken from another team for a 10-day contract because he was getting a lot of looks in the in the G League. And I think the Rockets were aware that he was probably gonna go and sign with another team had you know, with the 10 day, with the 10 day deal. So bringing him up onto a two way contract gives him the opportunity to really blossom into the NBA player that he can be. I think, I think we saw some NBA potential out of traveling queen tonight. He is a guy that shoots the ball pretty well. I think there, his, his form does look kind of funky, but I I think that's okay. I, I mean, as long as the ball goes in, that's really what matters. And, you know, he had a pretty effective night. I'd say he had, you know, 17 points, 13 shots. I, I, I was impressed by Trevlin Queen tonight. You know, he, he clearly, you know, went on a night when not a whole lot was going good, it's nice to have at least a guy like Trevlin Queen being able to step in and produce something. And that's, that's going to be important over the next couple of weeks because with now four positive tests, the chances of another player testing positive are pretty high. I, and and that's kind of how it's been with these teams is, you know, one player test positive, then it's two, then it's four, then it's seven. And then before you know it, half the team's in COVID protocol. And, and that's why they've done the whole 10 day hardship exception deals to ensure that every team will have a decent number of players every night. And the Rockets will have at least two people, I believe sign tomorrow uh, before the Lakers game. Obviously, tonight you also didn't have Jalen Green and Kevin Porter. Both of those guys should be playing tomorrow. So the Rockets should have a very interesting interesting mix tomorrow. It will be very different from tonight's game. I think tonight's game, they did look a little bit sluggish because I think they were a little bit lost. But also, I think because you're comparing them to a Hornets team that's well-rested and that you know just feeds off energy. They are all about energy on both ends of the floor. They are all about pushing the tempo and they took advantage of the Rockets tonight. They, they sped up the game where it was too quick for the Rockets to really handle. And they were able to get out to a lead quickly in that second quarter. They were able to take the way, take the game into their own hands and run with it. So I think that is ultimately where this game was lost for the Rockets is, is in that second quarter when the Hornets were able to get into their rhythm and really just, you know, leave the Rockets in the dust. And, 
Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the Rockets, they they were struggling because they just simply didn't have the guys tonight. They didn't have the energy tonight. I wouldn't use this game as a real good indicator of what this team is, ultimately because they didn't have their 100% best lineup. But at the same time, given the urgent, like the, the last minute-ness of the of the of Tate sitting out of KJ Martin sitting out. I think that was part of it as well. It wasn't what they were game planning and the game plan had to change on the fly. So I'm going to give this a schedule loss and we move forward. I think that's a good thing about this stretch of the schedule. The Rockets have lost the first three games of this six game back to back stretch. And the good thing about it though, is they're able to quickly move on. They're already on to the next game. Sure. They can, you know, watch film from tonight. But in reality, they are focused on the Lakers. And the Lakers are a team that has struggled a whole lot. Um, they, I believe, lost five in a row. So both these teams, Rockets and the Lakers, coming off of, you know, really tough losing streaks. And one of those losing streaks will end tomorrow night. Jonathan Sanford's going to be in the house PAing, I, I believe so, right? And he's listening to us here live on, on Spotify Greenroom. So thank you for tuning in, Jonathan. If Jonathan or anyone in the audience would like to come up and speak, come chop some rockets, drop your takes. Feel free to hit that speaker request button right now and we can get you up here and we can talk rockets basketball, whether it be tonight's game or whether it be tomorrow night's game against the Lakers. It's a big game tomorrow night. Obviously when the Lakers come to town, it's going to be a big game with Russ returning to Toyota center in front of fans for the first time, I believe since he was a rocket. So there's a whole lot of storylines to this game tomorrow night. Mike will be on the mic tomorrow night after tomorrow, after the Lakers game. So be sure to also tune in to Spotify Green Room Live. It should be a fun post-game show. Hopefully we're celebrating a Rockets win. Um, but another thing, too, um, we were talking – I was talking with some people before the game about who the Rockets might sign, uh, who the Rockets might sign to 10-day contracts. Um, and a couple names came up. Anthony Lamb was one, and that is obviously like probably the most likely – guy I would say just because he's familiar with the Rockets there's already a familiarity there and it just it just makes sense but a lot of these teams that are signing guys to 10-day contracts are not on like the on the, of the G League affiliate you know like Portland signed a guy from you know Long Island from Raptors from uh Delaware so so it's not just we have to go and get Vipers guys like the the Rockets have access to really anybody in the G League, but also veterans. Like maybe it makes sense to go and get a veteran and bring in a guy that can maybe mentor some of these young players. I think that there might be value in that too, because these guys don't necessarily have to play. They just need to fill a roster spot. And while some of these guys will actually have the opportunity to play, others will look to you know, really sign in. And look, I don't think a whole lot of veterans are going to come off the couch and come play for the Rockets necessarily, but you never know. I mean, a guy that just is looking for an itch to get back into the NBA. And if the Rockets call up, maybe there's a chance there. I'm not, I'm not exactly saying, you know, who it could be or if there's a very specific guy, but that's something to definitely look forward to on Tuesday before the Rockets game against the Lakers. It's going to be 
Um, two guys, as far as I'm concerned, with four guys out, you have to add three guys. I believe Dacian Nix is part of that because he wasn't active before. And coming into today's game before Jay Sean Tate and KJ Martin tested positive, we had two guys in protocol. So we only needed to bring one person up. And that's when the Dacian Nix acquisition came. So I believe Dacian Nix was the first player in that. But now the Rockets need two more because four guys are out. So four out, three in. You're looking at two more guys coming in tomorrow. Anthony Lamb may or may not be one of those players. Um, you know, there's another there. There's so many different guys. That it's it's hard to really just say off the top of the head. I'm not the kind of guy that that knows the G League like the back of my hand. I do know there's a guy in Salt Lake City, uh, Derek Alston Jr. He played at Boise State for four seasons. He is from Houston. His dad, Derek Alston, has connections with the Rockets. I believe he was a coach during the Kevin McHale era. He's been averaging 13 points a game. He he has a build similar to like KJ Martins in a way. He's like six foot eight, has an athletic build. He's not as athletic or as jumpy as KJ Martin is, but he's a guy that that could possibly fill that that three, four role that the Rockets are are needing because both of those guys, you know, went down Jay Sean Tate and KJ Martin today. So I think, you know, looking for a guy like that could be what the Rockets look for. And look, Anthony Lamb also fits that build. So he could be that guy. But, um, you know, the Rockets, J- Jonathan Fagan did mention before the game that the Rockets' primary choice was unavailable. So I'm there's, there's not a whole lot of information regarding that other than, you know, the guy that they want wasn't there. So I'm not sure if that was Anthony Lamb or maybe that was a guy that they, they, just, they just couldn't fly into Charlotte um, in, in time or if there was some, you know, if there's other stories there. Obviously, you know, in the coming hours, in, in the next 24 hours, we should find out. But I think, you know, it's it's good to know that we're going to get some new new fresh faces in here and I'm really looking forward to seeing them possibly suit up against uh, against the Lakers you know I actually maybe they probably wouldn't suit up against the Lakers you never know considering there might be more positive tests tomorrow but against the Lakers tomorrow with Jalen Green and Ke- and Kevin Porter coming back it's not likely that anyone that's signed tomorrow will play tomorrow I think I think you're tomorrow you're gonna look at guys uh, I think Kevin Porter and Jalen Green will probably start. I'd imagine Eric Gordon also starts at the three. Maybe you get David Nwaba at the four and then Christian Wood at the five. And then backing them up, you, you probably have some combination of Tice, Shengun, um, and Trevlin Queen and Armani Brooks and Josh Christopher. I think I think there's that's probably what your starting five is going to look like and then your backups. So that team is definitely better than the team – that was put out tonight. I'm really excited to see what Kevin Porter and Jalen Green have cooking now that they've been sitting on the sidelines for a few weeks. I don't know if they're going to play back-to-backs. Um, so you might have one guy sit on Friday and then the other play Saturday. But it, it should be really exciting to see those guys pair up again, play in the same backcourt, and, and really get a look once again of what the future of this team should look like. I think I think they've learned a lot. Like Kevin Porter mentioned when he first injured his thigh about how much he was able to learn from sitting on the bench. And Jalen Green also mentioned that after uh, his game against the Pacers. Now, 
I think there's also probably going to be some kind of minutes restriction for the two of them tomorrow. So that's also something to keep in mind. And I think with those two guys, I like the fact that the Rockets are playing it safe with them because what you don't want to see is another re-injury, especially with Kevin Porter, considering he's already re-injured it once. So I think that's why that's why there's a whole lot of caution with this. There's no need to be exerting these two guys, um, you know, at the very beginning of their career when you have other options. And the Rockets have already shown um, that they have other options. And even though it might not necessarily translate into victories, they're at least able to they're at least able to showcase enough guys and to at least give them a chance. You know, I think that's ultimately what this season is about is giving these young guys a chance and seeing where they can go with it. And and most of these guys have shown flashes uh, with, with Trevlin queen tonight. He was a guy that was able to show flashes and show that he might have a future here. Armani Brooks was that last season. Now this season, we've seen that with Christopher. We've seen that with Alperin Shengun. We've seen that with now Trevlin queen, at least for one game. Now I'm not saying Trevlin queen is going to be on the same level as Shengun and Jacob, but I think I think traveling queen, if he plays his cards right, could maybe slide into a rotation spot. Once the trade deadline has passed, once, once these guys have moved on and once you're in the portion of the season where you really aren't looking at the standings anymore, I think traveling queen might play himself into a role on this team. Now it's, it's a long shot. I've only seen one game one game of legitimate time from him. Now we saw that, I guess, in Detroit as well uh, a couple weeks ago. But what we saw from him tonight was was pretty was pretty special to me. It was impressive to me. I wasn't necessarily expecting it to, and I think that's that's part of maybe the the impression that I got. I think when guys come in with zero expectations, it's it's really hard to not surpass them. But and Trevlin Queen came in undrafted on a two-way contract, at least with, you know, Garuba and with Christopher and Shangun and Jalen Green. There's a sense of expectations there that it is not always easy to to reach. And that goes with everybody as well, not just the rookies. I mean, Christian Wood is another example. And I think Christian Wood has a lot of expectations that are placed upon him because of the standard that he holds himself to. And tonight, Christian Wood did not play very well. I think I think he will be able to tell you that. And there is this sense of, you know, Christian Wood this season. He, we've seen him at his best, and we've seen him not at his best. And and I think there's a whole lot of reasons behind that. And I think tonight's reason is he just wasn't able to get in the rhythm of the game. And I think Christian Wood needs other people on the floor to help him and to compliment him. And I don't think that there was that chemistry there tonight that we usually see uh, for the Rockets. So I think, I think with Christian Wood, it's just a matter of time. Like I want to see Christian Wood play a, a decent number of games with Jalen Green out there. I want to see him play a decent number of games with Kevin Porter out there. The guys that the Rockets are planning on pairing him with long-term, we really haven't seen that to be honest. And we haven't seen enough of it. We've seen it at least a couple of times, but the sample size is still not large enough. And I think the biggest thing that I've seen from Rockets fans so far this season is this sense like of snapping the fingers and everything is going to work out. And that's just simply not how a rebuild works. 
We're 34 games into the season, nearly halfway, but we also have had Kevin Porter out for half of that. We've seen, you know, Jalen Green's also been out for half of that, it, it seems. So I think the the sample size is still too small. And yes, there are deadlines and there are decisions that have to be made at certain times, but those decisions, and, and yes, you know, talking about those decisions when the time comes or before the time comes is something that just happens. But at the same time as well, when the, like the decisions are not ready to be made yet. And when those decisions are made, the right decisions will be made, hopefully. And from what we've seen from Rafael Stone so far, I want to say 95 of his, of his moves so far have been hits. And I'm saying 95 because I think there's, there's debate for some of the moves that he's made, but I am of the belief that Rafael Stone has done the best thing for this team at that given moment in, at, at that given moment in time, every single time since he's been with the Rockets. So I'm not, at least as the GM, I'm not worried about what Rafael Stone has cooking. I'm not worried about the trades that he is thinking up or the trades that he's going to make. I, I'm of the belief that whatever happens, happens. And I'm definitely willing to uh, converse with people like that, especially if people have questions about it, want to challenge me on on here. Not necessarily challenge me, but um, you know, just just have a dialogue about it. I'm more than willing to to have that here on the podcast. It's just a, you know, it's just really not my style. I guess I'm not sure, but I maybe this is what it is. And I'll try to I'll try to um, I'll try to verbalize it as best I can. I see more value in looking at what's in front of me at least, or at least what's directly in front of me than what's going to be happening a week from now or two weeks from now or a month or a year or five years from now. I'm focused really on like what is directly in front of me, enjoying it and being able to look at it for what it's worth before looking into the future. And I think it's so important because if you're not, if you're thinking about the future or you're thinking about the past, you're not thinking about what's directly in front of you. And that that's not just a, a Rockets thing. That's a life thing. You know, we're, we're so focused on what happened in our past and what happened, what's about to happen in our future, that we are unable to really focus on what's happening now in this very moment. Um, so, yeah, I, like what happened in this very moment? Yes, the Rockets, they lost tonight. They didn't look so good. And we move on. At this point, like I'm, I'm very, I'm just kind of moot about this game, and I feel like at this point I'm kind of talking in circles, and that's kind of what podcasts are for sometimes. But I feel that this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. But thank you guys so much for listening to me rant on this episode of the Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner if you'd like to do so. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R, and you can also. Follow the Dream Take on Twitter at the Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. Head to our website at thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. You can also head to our Facebook page if you're over there, give us a like, and be sure to tune in after tomorrow night's game against the Lakers. Mike will be on the mic once again talking Rockets, Lakers, Tuesday night back at the Toyota Center. My guy Jonathan Sanford will be there PAing the game. It should be exciting. Rockets return home. Hopefully we can end this losing streak 
And then we go on a New Year's Eve with the Heat game. But there is some news about the New Year's Eve game that I do want to talk about uh, here on the show. So what we're going to do, Mike and I, instead of doing a recap on on December 31st, we're going to record an episode sometime this week. We're not sure if we're going to do it here on Spotify Green Room or if we're going to do it on a different platform, but we're going to have like kind of a, a year in review, like a 2021 celebration episode, and we'll release that on December 31st before the game. And then on January 1st, when we return to our regularly scheduled programming, we'll talk about the Heat game. We'll talk about the Nuggets game. And we'll kind of wrap it all into one bow and then move forward into 2022. So uh, definitely a busy week here for us here at the Dream Take and, you know, for all of us around the world as we say goodbye to 2021 and hello to 2022. So I hope everyone that's listening had a meaningful Christmas or Kwanzaa or holiday, whichever you celebrate and are looking forward to ringing in the new year. We are thankful that you're choosing to listen to us as you move forward into 2022. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.